0: THE ANGLO-AMERICAN POLAR EXPEDITION This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. THE ANGLO-AMERICAN POLAR EXPEDITION From the National Geographic Magazine Volume 18, Number 12, December 1907 LibriVox Coffee Break Collection Number 7 The following letter to Hon. O. H. Titterman, Superintendent of the U.S. Coast and Geodetic Survey, describes some of the experiences of the Mickelson-Leffingwell expedition and the difficulties encountered by the explorer on the Arctic coast of Alaska. Flaxman Island, Alaska, via Point Barrow, August 16, 1907. Sir, Our expedition to Banksland has wound up here, and I am endeavouring to make the most of the opportunity to add something to the meagre knowledge of this region along geodetic and geologic lines. The programme I hope to carry out consists of a map of the coast from Demarcation Point to the Coville River, the exploration of five rivers not now indicated on the map, four of them never visited by white men, and such geological work as I can do the past year was devoted to expedition affairs and very little of the six months spent in the field was devoted to scientific work so that to carry out the above program it will be necessary to remain another year the expedition was supposed to be fitted for two years and we have received some more provisions this summer but we have used so much of our outfit in the purchase of dogs furs and fresh game that by the end of another year we shall be short on a good many things consequently i am sending out for a third year's supply of provisions coal etc a part of the expedition returns this year and next year i shall be alone and will be compelled to support a native family or two for hunters and to travel with me in the field consequently i am in imperative need of the provisions the only available way is to ship it in per whaler at a cost of from twenty five to fifty dollars per ton and even then there is much uncertainty this summer our staff came in three different whaling ships One landed her share, another had an injured propeller, and was in a hurry to get to Herschel Island to have it repaired. The third had our freight buried under some tons of her own goods, and refused to land it until she returned in September. A prospector fifty miles east of here, with whom I have been working in the mountains, had all his supplies carried by in a fog, and will not get them until September. In view of this uncertainty and of the excessive cost of freight, I wish to have my goods brought up by the revenue cutter Thetis on her annual trip north. She comes each year to Point Barrow, and this island is only 250 miles farther. I have already been at a personal expense of over $8,000 in this expedition, and, as I am doing work which would cost the government a large sum to duplicate, I feel that it is not asking too much to have supplies transported by the government. Personally, I have made one trip, with mail, to Herschel Island, two trips to Baxter Sound, surveying, one trip eighty miles into the mountains with pack on back, and spent two months on the ice to the north of here, sounding and looking for supposed land. Other members of the expedition have been equally active, our ethnologist having been in the field nearly the whole winter, working from the east mouth of the Mackenzie River to the corvette. Of course, I am depending upon occultations for longitude, and brought along a two-inch telescope by Bauch and Lam. I was at the ship only during two lunations, and on account of the almost continual gales, succeeded in getting only one occultation of a 4.3 magnified star. I followed several smaller ones until nearly the calculated time, but always lost them before they were shut out. Try as I would, I could not keep the frost from my breath, hands, and even body from dimming and blurring the image. I have an alt azimuth by Gartner of Chicago with a twelve centimeter circle, graduated by Berger, with which I can get a latitude observation with probable error of plus or minus one point five seconds with a set of eight pointings the probable error of our observatory is about plus or minus zero point five seconds mean of four sets last winter i had to use a sidereal watch for time observations and found it very unsatisfactory still the probable error of a time set on two stars east and west was generally about zero point five seconds this last week i have changed our ship's chronometer to sidereal time and i hope for better work this winter for work along the coast and sand reefs i have a small planetable with telescopic alidade furnished with an eyepiece micrometer mounted horizontally by means of poles set up about 100 meters apart i can carry a traverse which is to be corrected by latitude and longitude observations every 30 to 40 miles the longitude I hope to carry toward demarcation point by latitude and a triangulation on the mountains to the west. The only way is to use chronometers in September when the stars begin to show and navigation is still open. Very respectfully, E. De K. Leffingwell. End of the Anglo-American Polar Expedition from the National Geographic Magazine.